parody is good and bad at the same time, right? Like parody sucks if you're trying to bet on games or bet in the futures market in the NFL or the NBA or wherever it is. But it's fun if you just go from like a, a fan's perspective. The NFL has had parody for years. I think we all know that. But now the parody in the NBA, it, the Western Conference continues to be so massively frustrating to just try and understand where one minute the Nuggets look like the team to beat there and then they've got injuries again. They lose a couple games in a row and the Mavericks fall off the face of the earth. The Suns fall way down. Now they're starting to win games again. I, I, I don't have one. T- I, like I said, we talked to Reed Wallach earlier. If you missed that, by the way, to be on the podcast. I kind of lean towards the Denver Nuggets, maybe the Grizzlies. Uh, but even there, like, I could poke holes in all those teams. The Nuggets could get hurt. Grizzlies aren't as deep as they were last year. It's it's just not the same that we're used to, where you've got at least one or two teams. You go, all right, they're probably meeting each other in the Western Conference Finals. It could end up being, like, the Mavericks and the, well, it won't be the Jazz, but uh, and Pelicans get healthy again, and it's the Pelicans and Mavs in the Western Conference Finals, for all we know. Yeah. It's tough. Dude. Yeah, because like growing up, I always wanted to see upsets because I wasn't really like paying attention in 94. Remember when Denver upset Seattle, the, the Supersonics? Yeah, it was like a huge yes, upset. You just yes. never get that in the NBA. Dikembe like, was, Mutombo with yeah, the ball on the floor. Yeah, but I was always like, man, I would love to see more upsets. And now, like, I love it. I love the parody in the NBA because, I mean, growing up, it was always you can make the case for mm-hmm. really like two to three teams. It was always, all right, Jordan's coming out of the East. Yep. And then who's coming out of the West this year? Is it going to be the Blazers this year? Is it going to be the Suns this year with Barkley? Is it going to be the Supersonics? There were always those teams that just couldn't get past Jordan. But now, like, yeah, I'm with you. And that's why whenever I'm picking my winner, I kind of do it the same way I've always done. It's like, oh, the Warriors are going to get right. They have the veteran experience. Mm -hmm. And I still look at it like that. But who knows? Like last year, I mean, the Grizzlies, if Ja doesn't get hurt, maybe they're alive. Nobody saw Luka and the Mavs making that run and knocking out Phoenix. But also, you don't see that again this year. You don't the think Ma- they do? Or? No, right now, no. I mean, they're talking about, this is what I love. There's a trade rumor out there now. The Mavericks are willing to part with Dorian Finney-Smith for a star in return. Yeah, I mean, that's just <laughs> Okay, like, that's so just I'll lies. trade you my Hyundai for your Ferrari. That's fine. Fair trade, right? Yeah, you know? I, I, I get a kick out of these, though. It's like, um, what was the one I saw? It's, it's like, you know, Caruso for two first-round picks. Well, yeah. I mean, but you're not going to get that offer. It's... It, the only thing about parity, though, you don't want it to be where most of the teams are inconsistent. You want the parity to be multiple teams that you feel comfortable in, confident. They look like contending teams. Now, you have that in the East. I'm not going to get all worked out, you know, bent out of shape when the Celtics lose a couple of games in a row. The Celtics still look like the best team in the NBA, and they've been that way consistently. Over an 82-game schedule, you're going to have these moments where teams lose two and three straight games. Unless you're the 73-win Warriors, that's just generally how it goes. But you go down the list in the Western Conference, and I mean, these teams can look like like two different teams yeah. and where one minute they're the, the win, you know, I mean, the Sixers have now won seven straight and earlier on. I mean, the Sixers in early December were they're hovering around 500. Now, some of it is, you know, health. Some of it's get you know, they're getting everybody back out there. Tyrese Maxey being out there certainly helps. But I mean, even the Nuggets, Nuggets have lost a couple games in a row. It, I just I, the Pelicans now have lost eight in a row. And I know there's injuries they involved with it, healthy, but yeah. they got to get healthy. But you know, but it's it's just so difficult right now to find a team in the West that you actually feel comfortable with. Because even the Grizzlies, well, they haven't gotten to that point yet in the playoffs. The Nuggets haven't gotten to that point, so you'd feel more comfortable if. You know, that's why we always talk about how we're still comfortable with the Warriors because yeah. they've been there so many times that you know they can turn it on when they really need to because they have that on their resume. No, you're right, and I think I think I like the Memphis Grizzlies outside of the Warriors. I mean, the Warriors obviously are my pick. But they, they've been so good even despite all the injuries that they've had. Desmond Bain has missed, you know, 10-plus games on and off. 
He's had foot injuries. He's had now knee contusions. John Morant has missed time. We're going to see Steven Adams miss five, six mm-hmm. weeks. Jaron Jackson missed the beginning of the season from, you know, October all the way through until almost almost December, I yeah. think. So they've had to weather the storm, and for whatever reason, they've just been able to continue to stay atop the West. So you have to imagine that when they're fully healthy, they're going to be a really, really good team. Yeah, and it's kind of like the case that we were making for the Bills, where it's like, oh, this should be their year because we've seen the playoff failures yeah. the last two years, and like last year, Ja gets hurt, but now they have the playoff experience. They have a deep roster, and it seems like it's their year because like, usually when a team overtakes another team in the West or in the East, it's because the other team gets old, and that's kind of mm-hmm. where the Warriors are heading. I mean, they're not getting any younger, although I say that, and then you turn on the game, and Clay has seven threes, and Steph's still the best player in right. the league when he wants to right. be, and Draymond could still win Defensive Player of the Year this year. But I don't know. It just seems like the chemistry is not the same. It seems like they're just like the championship hangover. Like, I mean, obviously it takes its toll because mm-hmm. you play basketball all throughout the summer, and look at those series. I mean, they were down 2-1 to Boston. They had to battle back to get in there. Um, and it takes a toll on you, obviously, like making those championship runs. So maybe it is Memphis's year. If I was going to trust a team in the West other than the Warriors, I agree. It would be the Grizzlies over the uh, Nuggets for me just because mm-hmm. I know that they're going to defend, especially when they yeah. get Steven Adams back. Yeah. they got two guys yeah. that can win Defensive Player of the Year. It's interesting because still through all this, the Warrior, Warriors have the second yeah. best odds to win the West at plus 375 behind the Nuggets at plus 350. Yeah. So didn't despite all them, of this. Didn't you take them at like plus 450 a few weeks ago? Uh, eight to one to win it all. Eight Warriors? to one to win it Yeah, because I was yeah. like, we're not going to get a price like this. Yep. You know, when Steph's coming back and Clay and everybody's going to be in the lineup. And I expect them to get right. But if anybody's going to beat them, yeah, I, I would stick with Memphis. I keep wanting to make the case for the Clippers, but the Clippers need a point guard. They do. They need a lot, actually. And I just, I don't think that they're going to be able to just ramp back up. Kawhi's not going to play back to backs. Do I want to? Tr- do I trust Paul George in the playoffs? He was all right last year, but not so much. It's just funny that we're talking like the East. You, the East is just the dominant conference. It's flipped, where and it's this always is, been the West growing up. It, it is, and yet I could still see a scenario where the Warriors win it all, like where they go to the finals and oh, they yeah. beat whoever they end up playing. Especially considering the East is much more of a gauntlet, right? You go through the East, you get to the finals. Maybe you got injury concerns. Maybe you've had that battle where you're losing men, kind of like we've seen in the NFL playoffs, right? And it's whoever is the strongest, whoever is the healthiest. That's the thing. And and that, a lot of times, could be the Warriors. Yeah. I mean, the playoffs are so damn long. It's like three and a half months now, which I love. Don't get me wrong. Don't want to just do nothing but baseball. I do wish the first round didn't go take as long as it did. Yeah, like growing like up, they, five games? they would play I loved the five game series, the playoffs. and they would play. They would go quick. The first round should go quicker because you drag. Look, I know why they drag it out. I understand the extra games years ago and why they went from five to seven. But it gets to the point money. too where you, when you got like two, money. Th- yeah, right. It's well, of money. course, it's always follow the money. That's usually what it is. But when you have certain teams that are just barely squeaking into the playoffs, and even if it's a four or five game series, you still have like three days sometimes between games, and it's like just get this series over with. And move on to the second round, and we don't we don't need it. You're never going to have fewer games. Like when people talk about shortening the NBA season or the baseball season, how how are you going to do that when you're going to be sacrificing money? How are you going to make up that money? It's it, just not going to happen. And that's the thing we have. I've seen the shortened baseball seasons, like 162 games. It seems so long, but we've done the lockout season and we've done the pandemic season. 62 it's, games it's, it's, was it's, come weird. on now, like it's not a real thing. It didn't feel like a season. And I do it with the NBA too because I think 82 games. I, I think 82 games is fine, but I like it. Like when guys actually played all 82 games. Yeah. And I don't want to complain after this weekend because we do this like load management thing and complain about the league. 
But Saturday was a good example when they had the three primetime games. Everybody played, and it was a great yep. day of NBA basketball. Awesome. Starting with that Nuggets 76ers game, I actually sat and watched every single game for the first time all year. So fun. On that yeah. slate. Everything. You know, and everybody played. And that's what I want to see. But I don't know, like 56 Well, the NBA games. was smart because they made it this rivalry yeah. thing rivalry now that they're week. doing. Yeah, they call it rivalry week. But, like, it's either teams that are rivals or they were smart to have Jokic and Embiid as a rivalry. So they're, they're trying to find ways to at least be creative and make it more interesting, not only for the fans, but also for the players so they feel like they need to be out there. Yeah, better matchups. Like, yeah. yeah. Those are two bigs that could win an MVP. Put and, them on a Saturday. And for yeah. me, I think what would be what would be great for all fans is if the NBA season started on Christmas Day and went through – August, September, Mm -hmm. so that we don't have to deal with any of the dog days of summer. Yes. You literally finish the NBA season and you roll (laughs) directly into college. Vacation days in July. You know what? You're right. There's that. Don't let's just be careful. Well, (laughs) what's better than watching some NBA playoffs on the beach with a cocktail? What's wrong with that? Nothing. Nothing is wrong with that. Nothing's wrong with that. I uh yeah, I'm excited though. You're I can't. Right I just can't that. wait. I can't wait to get to the, just get into the playoffs. That's the only thing. Once we get to the All Star break, the second half of the season, you know who's in, you know who's out. Oh yeah, we're already you know 50, who's good. fifty games through. Oh, yeah. yeah, and that's you know? that's that's the problem with the 82 games is now, especially the second half of the season. Some of these teams like Boston. The good thing is in the West, like the Nuggets aren't going to sit, guys. Jokic is going to want to win the MVP, and they're going to want that one seed. Everybody's going to want that one Teams seed. Teams that haven't been there before want playoff yeah. positioning. The Bucks don't care about that because they've been there, and they know that they can turn it on the playoffs. The Warriors don't care as much. They're going to – they dug themselves a hole. I'm sure they don't want a hole like this, but they're not as concerned about the regular season. It's what the Spurs would do for years. Yeah. Greg Popovich would rest Tim Duncan and say old, which was one of the greatest troll jobs ever by a head coach, and I love it. But, yeah, you're in the West – these are all teams that are trying to get an opportunity they've never had before. Playoff positioning, they've never been in. But well, to a point, you know, uh, Memphis last year. But yeah, that's a great that's a great point. These teams all are looking at this as their opportunity in a wide open conference. You know who I hate the most in this group really quickly is the team that I had such high expectations for. I'm not worried like long term about the Clippers because we kind of expected this in the regular season from the Clippers. You know, Kawhi wasn't going to care about the regular season. They just want to be a four or five seed. But uh, for me, and I know they've been playing better, is the Timberwolves. I yeah. thought maybe there was a shot they'd be a top three seed. Oh, I love the Timberwolves coming into like, the season. When does, when's Cat even coming back? And do we even want Cat coming back? Does it back? make a difference? I yeah. don't want Cat coming back. Like, is it going to be then the chemistry and the rotations and everything's going to get messed back up when he does come back? And then they're going to go back to what they were the first half of the season? Because I don't know. I, I, I thought that that was a team that could maybe make a, like a dark horse run to the Western Conference Finals. We saw it last year. Granted, they had to go through the play-in tournament. They've, the had, roster, they've had they talented rosters. Bef- they've had Rudy or they've had talented rosters before, though. And uh, look, I I'm not going to sit here and say because they added Rudy Gobert that it made this team that much worse. Because Carl Anthony Towns hasn't been out there enough to say that they have no chemistry whatsoever. But the Gobert trade didn't work. Uh, it's not. It doesn't make this team better. It didn't make sense for what they had. But. They've had talented rosters in the past that have underachieved. It's not like Minnesota's had a, a plethora of young talent over the years. They usually yeah. just want out. Yeah, there's just no business that they should only be a game and a half better than OKC. We like OKC, but like Chet's not even playing right now. OKC's got chemistry. That just tells you, thing, you know? that just tells you how yeah. mediocre the West is or how you know stacked it is. I mean, they're in in fifth in the fifth spot now. Yeah. We thought that this was going to be a playing team, and maybe in two weeks from now they will be a playing mm-hmm. team. But Ant Edwards in the last eight games oh, man. is averaging you know thirty points on fifty percent shooting percentage. He's hitting forty four percent of his threes. He's getting two steals a game, one block a game. Like 
shooting 84% from the free throw line and just like basically pulling this team up from the doldrums of hell and getting wins. Like they're up obviously eight right now against the Kings at the target center. Like this Kings team is tough, right? So for, for Minnesota to be beating as many teams as they have, they beat Denver. They've, they've beaten all these playoff teams and they beat Memphis top four teams in the East and West that they've played and beaten. So yeah, it's an interesting thing. Do they need Carl Anthony Towns? I think the answer is no. And should they trade Carl Anthony Towns? The answer is probably yeah. yeah. You can throw D-Ross with them since yep. they're boys. Since too. they're best friends. But the problem no, is but nobody, apparently they're not nobody, getting along. And nobody, Carl Anthony Towns is pissed off at him. He's yeah. been that way since like last year because he doesn't like his, he doesn't like the way that he's playing selfishly, or at least that's what it was. I mean, you, who knows where the relationship is now with, you know, one sitting out and, D'Angelo Russell's played better recently, but I, it's just they got they got all this talent. It just doesn't come together with this team, and it's what leaves. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Like through all of this too, have we mentioned the Clippers once? No, no, and they're like, in the what the four seed. They're the four seed right now, and you've got Kawhi and Paul George, but they're not they're out there consistently. Well, actually, Kawhi a little better, but Kawhi's been awesome. He's consistently going five games on, one game off. Mm-hmm. Five games on, one game off. I don't know. I was looking at this today because we recorded the episode of the uh, Heat Check. He's like. I think third best player in terms of uh, stats in the last three weeks, averaging 30. His th- three-point percentage numbers are through the roof. His true shooting percentage is through the roof. Shooting like 92% from free throw from the free throw line. And they're winning games because he's had that like load management. Five on, one off, mm-hmm. five on, one off. So, yeah, I mean, we're used to him not being someone who plays a lot of games. But it's gotten better. It, it out. has gotten yeah. better. But. You need you need to see him and Paul George out there consistently, and this team go on a run. For you to, look, they, the Clippers are certainly a really deep team, but they got to figure out the point guard. I think they're getting Fred Van Vliet, yeah, and that's yeah, I saw. That's right. If they get Fred yeah, Van Vliet, let me that. tell you something. If you think the Clippers are going to get Fred Van Vliet, fourteen to one to win the title and plus five fifty to win the West, you're not getting those numbers anymore. So it's at least something. To, and that's the thing we're gonna we're gonna have to keep track of because you know we got the trade deadline coming up in what like a week. It's next yep. week, right? Yeah, we need a Steve Kornacki. Like with yeah, all actually, the, yes. with all the maps, that would and, be great. And then how the odds shift and what players could go where. Because that's where you're going to find the value in the NBA. Yes, is, is if you see a team or rumors or you, and there's a chance they're going to get somebody. You think it's like Fred Van Vliet, Fred Van Vliet going to the Clippers makes them a much better team. Oh. It oh, shores God, yeah. up a position they need to where they could end up being the best team in the West, and they're going to go from 14 to one to. I mean, the Nuggets are eight to one. one to win the title right now. Seven to one, yeah. I'd say seven to one, probably the favorites to win the West. Nuggets are plus 350 right now. That That's the one of the things. If you think a team or a couple of teams is going to be active at the trade deadline and make themselves better, I think the Clippers will be one of those teams. That's where you find the value is now before that trade actually happens. Oh, yeah. If they get Fred Van Vliet, I'm going to be wearing Clippers gear. Then I'm going to feel better about that ticket than any ticket ever, ever. Because, I mean, that's will what they need. Will they be your they Clippers? Need, they will be my Clippers. They will be your Clippers. Because that's what they need, man. Like Reggie Jackson. And I don't know. Who's going to be involved in this deal, though? I, I like Reggie Jackson like almost like as an off guard. I know he's a point guard, but like coming off the bench. He's a great combo guard off the bench. Bit. Yes. But we can't have man running the offense. Now he gets to move to the three. Van Fleet, he could run the offense and he's knocked he knocks down big shots. We've he does. seen that in the NBA finals before. Hell yeah. I'm all in for that. I think it I think it'd be a whole it'd be a whole different team. And they just need somebody. Him and Kawhi to, again. I yeah. didn't even think about that. Reunion. I mean yep. they would be Norm Powell too. Winning a title yeah. at that point, right? Three of them. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> it's Bed MGM tonight.